0: That was my fault. That was my. I'll take the blame for that one. I like to blame somebody else, but I can't. It's good. It is good to see you today. Um, I usually say this the first Sunday of every year, uh, but um, right now, uh, your church attendance for the year is perfect. (laughs) Don't mess it up. And um, so you have uh, you have uh, 100% attendance. If the rapture took place right now, the rapture would take place right now. Uh, uh, anyway, it is good to see you today on this, this great Sunday, this beautiful weathered Sunday that um, everybody in the East and the Midwest looks out on television on the Rose Parade and envies us and says, I'm going to move there someday. Um, and it is just, uh, it, it, you know, it's just great to get to live here. It's one of the many blessings that we get to have um is, as Californians, uh, there's a few a few drawbacks, but um, I think that the blessings of getting to live in an incredible place like this are worth it. But, you know, t- um, on on um, every year, uh, Janice and I, you you know, have have a scripture that we kind of like the scripture of the year, and um, uh, it's really something that it's kind of kind of guides and directs our life, and not kind of it does. I mean. You know, sometimes we'll get through the middle of a year and we have to remind ourselves, well, oh, this is what, what God said to us this year. this is the scripture that God gave us this year." And um, it's just a, it's really uh, powerful to, to look back and to see that when you have this scripture and you have a plan to, to pull about God's plan for your life, to pull it all together it's really interesting to see i'm going to use the i 'm going to use a word that sometimes we're we're get we're afraid to use it but it's it's amazing how successful yeah successful successful you know life can be whenever we are in that place of saying God, I want to base my life on 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 a plan from your word and and i mean we've had some really powerful scriptures that god has given us um and i don't want to get into them all but i can i can tell you that there are some of them are just they're just astounding like we look back and we go wow that that really happened that that really took what we what we set out to see happen because we felt like this was the passage that god was giving us for the year man it, it, and we have um uh, Numbers of years, I don't know. Numbers of years of of seeing that kind of uh, success in our in our walk with the Lord. <clears throat> and so uh, this this past week, um, Janice always gets up earlier than I do. Always, uh, you know. Um, and so she was up earlier, and so you know, I finally drug out I drug out of bed on on January first and. Um, and we were, uh, we were talking and she said, you know, this morning I was sitting out looking at the mountains and you know, just looking and, and you know, okay, God, give, me a, give us another great scripture for the year. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And instead of, of God, you know, I, 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 I want you to know I'm a great proponent of the prayer of Jabez. I really am. I, I believe that we need to do that. I believe that we don't have because we don't ask. Uh, I believe that we need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, bless me. I, I, it's, 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 I really believe we're supposed to do that. And, and a part of, of what took place, you know, for Janice and, and then for me on January the 1st was it's not so much of, Lord, what can you do for me? But, Lord, what can we do for you this year? What can we do for you this year? And a, a passage... In in I, I'm going to give to you this morning. I'm going to give it to you in a little fuller um, um, place than than what what how it just originally came out for. But in in Colossians in chapter four in verse two it starts off with devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door. For our message, so that we can proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains, and pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And that's basically is the passage that we have for the year is make the most of every opportunity. And and Paul is he's saying, um, he says you know pray that th- that that this door will be open. Pray that the door and something that we need to be aware of is is sometimes the door or the window is just open for a short time. We know that when we are making space shots to to go to the moon or to go to Mars or I mean, anybody seen The Martian? I haven't seen it. anybody seen The Martian? Oh, okay. I thought so, Mikey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, but you know, when, there's just there's just a window. You know, you can't say, "Well, let's wait till later." I, I I got a backache right now. I don't feel like pushing that button to fire the rocket. Uh, we'll, we'll wait till later. We'll We'll wait till later. No, you do it when the time is right. You do it when the time is right, and that's something that. I want to take a couple of minutes to talk about with you this morning is about God's timing and about having a plan and, and working God's plan with victorious intent. That we need to be living our lives in that way where there is that that intent in our lives where we have a plan and we realize that this door or this window may not be open later on when I feel like it being open. Um, there's always, there's all, all the stories around people saying, you know, I could have bought IBM when, you know, but I didn't. You know, and that door is closed now. You're never going to get a chance to buy it at that, at that price again. Um, it's, it's never going to happen because that door was opened and it is now closed and and Paul is saying I understand something I understand something that that pray that God will open a door for our message that there's just a certain time if God is opening the door it doesn't matter what, what, what I'm doing And and pray that I will be wise and I will make the most of every Opportunity, and so making the most of these opportunities, and seeing God's timing. <clears throat> a number of years ago, I was in I was in Israel on a on a tour, one of the uh, one of the really just honestly just a great 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 tour. Um, one time, Janice and I went to Israel to try and find Josh. We lost him, and <laughs> he was supposed to have called us when he when he got to Greece and. Four or five weeks later, we hadn't heard from him, and so we ended up getting on a plane, going to Israel, and we we drove around. And we finally found him. Um, it was a good thing we did. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he. But uh, but I, another time, I was on on a on a on a, safari, on a tour with just um, with a bunch of with a bunch of, of, of Christians, and um, actually, it was a tour that was led by uh, by Jack Hayford. And it was just a really a fantastic thing. And we were up in, in Galilee, and, and he had this incredible way of, of weaving. You know, it's not like, well, this is a site here, this is a site here, this is a site here. But he had this incredible way of, of weaving into your travels, not just the fact that, and this is where this happened. Which, by the way, the Bible really explodes when you go to Israel and you see it. And you see, this is where this happened. This is, where, this is probably where David killed Goliath. It was, in the, it was in this area. And you go, wow. It wasn't, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right here. It's not a, from the way out there. And so we were in the northern part of, 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 of Galilee. And, and, and he comes up with this passage about Jesus setting his face towards Jerusalem because he was going to Jerusalem for one very specific purpose and that was to die and I'm going to be talking a little more about that a little later on but there was a plan it was a plan that God had established from the foundations of the earth a plan of salvation and God has a plan of salvation and God is working his plan he 's not saying well i I feel like it now, I think i 'll go do it, but he has a plan. And you see, if we don 't have a plan, our life will be lived by by default we 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 must have a plan in our lives now i don 't want to to get into new year 's resolutions and and those those normal things that we talk about. Uh, But what I want to talk about is that God has a plan and sometimes that window or that door isn't opened all the time and we have to be willing to, to, to be ready to go because our life will be lived by the influence of others unless we make a plan and stick to that plan. You know, who designs your life? Well, I, I hope that uh, I hope that uh, that I do. And I think I hope that God does. Um, when we look at our world around us, how we are influenced. I mean, why are you wearing what you're wearing right now? Because somebody, someplace said this is going to be cool. Now, there's a few that are like me that, uh, you know, I was... Look, I, I Honestly, I went online to try and find some, 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 you know, awkward designs or some bad... I found some, some interesting things, but I'm not going to show them. I was going to have some, some pictures, but, but, you know, I look at my closet and say, well, this is what design isn't, um, you know. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, you know, who designs style? You know, who, who decides... Who decides the kind of car that you're going to drive? Who, des- who decides the colors of the cars that you're going to drive? Have you, have you noticed how many cars on the freeway, the colors of the cars on the freeway? How often do you see a, a red car or a blue car? Probably 90 percent of the cars on the, uh, maybe 95 percent of the cars on the freeway or on the roads now are they're the white, gray, or black. In some place, somebody decided that these are the colors that are going to be cool this season. And somebody told us the color of car that we are going to buy. When I was uh, younger, in 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 high school, trying to I'm mean, junior high, trying to decide. What I wanted to do, one of the things I thought about was, you know, I, I, I love cars and I love car design. And I was, um, I joined this little car design thing. It came out of Detroit where they were looking to find, you know, young people to influence and to train for great things. So they would have this competition every year on, for, for this car designs. And uh, from, just from young, young kids, young people, what's, what do they want to, how they want cars to look. And uh, a while back, I had I had good plans of cleaning my garage out. It's a good plan, you know, but uh, but as I was going through some stuff in my garage, I found um, this this box that had all of this stuff in from the car designs. And I'm opening it and looking at it, and this was back in back in the good old days of night of you know like in in 1968 you know when when cars had fins this high on them you know and this young you know young people designing cars and it looks exactly like the cars of today i mean it's just the, the sleekness of it there's certain things on it that you go my goodness how that happened because somebody had a plan and they put a plan into place and there was an influence that came. Why didn't fins on cars get bigger? I thank, thank, thank the Lord they didn't. But um, I don't. if you were around in, in those days, that was an interesting time for car designs. But people influence our lives. Culture influences our lives. And Paul is saying to us in Colossians that I want you to be an influencer I want you to be the one that is making the most of these opportunities that come along I pray that I will be able to do that also and pray that that good things are going to happen for me so that I can be an influencer in the kingdom of God you know who influences our morals in our standards and our, and our passions. We look at our culture around us, and we have been influenced by, by, by ungodliness that causes us to have thought patterns that are very honestly, in many cases, against the kingdom of God. We are told that we have to accept certain standards because somebody decided that we want you to, and so therefore, we're going to make it happen. There are certain thought patterns that were being forced down our, down our throats that very honestly, if you look at it, you realize that they had a plan numbers and numbers and numbers of years ago to move the culture around so that the culture would have to accept what they wanted to make us accept. And so there is intentions out there to, to direct your life to make you look like, act like, talk like, and think like the way that, that they want you to look and the way they want you to act. But God is saying to us, i got a plan for you. And, and so today, uh, I want to just begin to lay some, some foundations on, on becoming a person of purpose, a, a people of, of, of intentional living, not pe- people living by default, by what has happened around us, and I guess that we have to. I don't want to drive a a white car. I want to drive a purple car. Now, if you do that, don't don't drive it in the parking lot. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, uh, I'm not going to be influenced by that. I, I want to be that person that has my own line of thinking, my own way of thinking. I want to live intentionally. And so... there's a saying that we've we've all heard and I want to throw it out to you again today but you know the three kinds of people the first one those who make things happen the second kind is those who watch things happen and the third kind those who wonder what happens (laughs) and I I don't want to be the the type that says well we're going to wonder what happened but because everything in life requires a plan now, if you're going to, to build a house, um, you have to make a plan. You, you, have, you, you have to in, in have a concept in your mind, decide what you want it to look like. Along the lines, you have to draw bl- bl- blueprints uh, and, and get the permits to, to build the house. You have to design how you want it to be, and then you've got to follow that plan out and make that plan happen. And you've got to pay attention to the details all the way along the line and a lot of stuff that, that I've done sometimes I don't have a plan and uh, I had to go back and redo a lot and, and fortunately it hasn't been too much disaster sometimes and some things I've had to go back and, and repeat that's why you have plans that's why you, we plan things out I believe this is a true story I have heard it several times from numbers of different resources or different sources <laughs> And I, I think it is a true story. I wasn't there, so I don't know that it is a true story. Uh, I can't absolutely... It may be urgent, I mean, urban legend like the guy in the hooked arm. You know, remember that? I mean, remember the hook arm on the... Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, but it may be urban legend. I don't know. But the, the, the story is about a guy up in Lake Arrowhead that was um, building a house and he he had his lot and he was building his house and his dream house and he and his wife were put they put everything that they had into building this house everything i mean it was just like this is our dream house as we're going and the neighbors are always coming by. Hi, how you doing? It's looking good. It's looking great. It's looking really good. Good for you. Wow. going to have a great house here. Yeah, it's our dream. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to, this is, you know, we're getting ready to retire. And this is where we're going to move to. And it's going to be great. We've got a beautiful view of the lake. Oh, wow. How wonderful. How wonderful. So they're going by and all the neighbors and people are stopping by and talking to him. And, and as, as he's going along, uh, one day uh, he gets his house finished. And um, a guy comes up and says, you finished? Yeah, I'm finished. He says, okay, great, great, great. Um, You have the final permit? Yeah, it's all signed off and everything is done. And the guy says, thank you for building a house on my lot. (laughs) Uh, What? No, this is my lot. Yours is the one next door. And as the supposed true story goes... The other guy just moved in, and the other guy and his wife divorced and split. Now, you know what? You can do a lot of work and build a lot of ways, but we have to pay attention to the details as we're going. You gotta you gotta focus and say, now, is this right? We've got to ask the right questions. We have to live intentionally. The best intentions on the world in the world of building the dream house and having a great place for he and his wife to retire and to, to, to enjoy uh, life in that way because of not paying attention to the details. They lost everything. And so, in, in the Christian life, it, it, it's, there is no difference. We have to make sure that we are building the right place we have to build with victorious intent i want my life to go a certain direction you know we've all heard the old saying you know aim at nothing and you'll hit it you know and so many times our life can be you know i'm just i'm just going along i'm just you know whatever happens in life what's going to happen but i think c.s lewis in um and Scootapes' letters talks about, about living redemptively and that, that God has not just redeemed us from a life of sin uh, and the penalty of sin but He has also redeemed us from an empty life He wants us to have a life that is full of, of, of Him full of the good things from Him there's a passage in, in, in 1 Peter in chapter 1 verses 18 and uh, verses 19 and it says for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors that we have handed to us an empty life but we have we have a God that had redeemed it not with silver and gold but um with the precious blood of Christ a lamb without blemish or defect and so we're start talking about steps of living by design instead of default I, wanted, I want God to design my life I want God to speak to me and say here's a scripture for you to base your life on this, this coming year and, and, and determine to live by design, design or determined to live intentionally not because the world out there says I have to drive a gray car but because God is speaking to me and saying I've got a better plan for, for your life in Ephesians in chapter 5 verse 15 it says be very careful then uh, be very careful then how you live not as the unwise But as the wise, it is a wise thing to have a plan. It is an unwise thing to let the world system drive you around and and tell you what you're going to do and, and how to live your life. See, determined people, people that are living with intent, strive to make wise decisions. Decisions that are based on biblical principles. Biblical principles that are wise. In one of, our, one of our scriptures for the year that God gave Janice and I a while back, um, the Lord spoke to us. I mean, um, there's some, some issues that there. I'll, I'll just kind of get into it in a, in a personal side. But it's like, wow, um, our whole life has been poured into ministry. And uh, we're getting older, what are we going to do? And God gave us the scriptures, I'm going to teach you how to prosper. And so we had to go to the Word of God and find out how does God teach us to prosper. What are the steps for for God to teach us how to prosper? What are the steps to to, to get that? And so we we turn to the wisdom of the Word of God. If you need wisdom, if you want wisdom, if you want a good laugh from time to time, go to the book of Proverbs. And you will see, you know, you'll see some of the most funniest things in, 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 in human humanists. I mean, uh, a lot of times, Genesis. We're reading Proverbs, and we're laughing and just on it. Well, making fun of other people for the dumb things they do, (laughs) you know, and saying, "Boy, I'm glad we're not like that." And then all of a sudden, we realize, "Oh, yeah, we were." Uh, (laughs) But, but from the Word of God comes wisdom. And so we have to be careful how we live, not as the unwise, but as the wise. And God has given us his word full of wisdom to know how to make these decisions and how to make a plan. You know, if you're in in the business world and you want guidance... You have to make right decisions, wise decisions. You have to make ethical decisions, uh, and and you have to do it because it's a part of your plan. It's a part of who you are. The the practical wisdom that is contained in in the book of Proverbs, uh, it is written by probably and compiled by one of the wisest men that's ever lived on the face of the earth, Solomon and the practical wisdom that is there it will stop you from making a lot of bad decisions it will save you money it will cause you to, to plan ahead it will cause you to and, and I'm going I'm to say this and if you're in the business world you know what I'm going to say uh, it will cause you also to be skeptical of what other people are saying to you sometimes because you know that not everybody is, is on your side Um, one of the passages that Janice and I looked at as we were looking at some stuff in the business world and um, folks it's a a scripture and the scripture is all men are liars (laughs) we have to pay attention to to, to what we're doing just because somebody says so doesn't mean that it's going to happen that way and so we have to realize that, that we, we have to make our plans and live by these things and make decisions that fall in line with the ethics of the Word of God and determine in ourselves, I'm going to make this thing happen. The next thing is I, I, we need to, to look at is to make sure that we are elevating the, the correct priorities. We're elevating the correct priorities. Everything, it's in its proper place. Number one, am I honoring God in what I'm doing? Is this honoring to God? Does this fit into the entire counsel of the scripture of the word of God? That as a follower of Christ, as a God-fearer, then my life has got to look a certain way. I may be driving a white car or a gray car or a black car, but there's something else that's different about me. And, and so I have to be honoring God in how I'm conducting my, my, my business. And sometimes doing things in an honorable way, it does cost you uh, at the moment. But in the long run, God will pay back. And as you're living intentionally, I'm going to do what I'm doing in my personal life to honor God. Second thing is honoring family. And these are the, uh, the, 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 the list of things that we all, we all understand is that we have to honor our family. I'm going to do those things that's going to protect my family and make my family life stronger. Because family is the, it is the center of everything in, in, in life. And so I have to make sure that my family is being protected. While I have to work, I can't be such a workaholic that I am neglecting my family. The third thing is, is that issue of honoring others. And this is where the whole church life comes in. Is that uh, I'm, I'm going to be honoring to others. I'm going to give others honors they're coming in. I'm going to come to my church family. I'm going to go to my place of work. I'm going to honor the people around me. And I want everything uh, about me to be uh, alive and reflecting the goodness of God. In Colossians in chapter 1, verse 18 says, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among all the dead. So that in everything he might have supremacy. A good plan for your life is going to mean the supremacy. It is going to mean elevating uh, those priorities to the right place. Supremacy of Christ. It is going to happen in your life. One way or the other. The supremacy of Christ will happen one way or the other. It can happen uh, here on the face of the earth. Well, there's a good payback, or we can wait till later on when every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh, and then uh, we, we miss out on, on the good parts of it. And so uh, it's important that we are honoring God, honoring our family. Honoring others with the supremacy of Christ. Uh, in Isaiah, in chapter 29, verse 16, uh, it talks about the, the attitude. I mean, this is... He had to have America in mind when he, when he thought about this, when, when God was writing the Scripture down. But this passage in Isaiah, uh, it, it, it says, You turn things upside down, um, as as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Okay, shall what is formed say to him who formed it? He didn't make me. Can the pot say to the, botter, to the potter? He knows nothing. And so, the idea is that we have to realize that he is forming us. God is forming us. And in this coming year, how are you going to allow God to form you? Uh, God created us. And because he created us, he has the right to tell us what to do. Can I get an amen? <laughs> he has, God has the right to tell us what to do. He has that right. He is God. And we're not. And so he can say to us, this is the way that I want you to go. He's Lord, and he is the only one that is the Savior, the only one that can be the Savior. He is the one that we have to submit our lives to along the way. Next thing is we have to increase our relationship with God. A proper plan, a proper you know living with intent is going to say God I'm going to increase my relationship with you now a lot of times we, we, we get the idea of increasing time with God that means you got to pray, pray more and you got to read the Bible more and you know yes that is true and last week I I talked about protecting the word of God in your life, making sure that we don't allow the negative attitudes of the world around us to come in and cause us to doubt Scripture. We we cannot doubt Scripture. We cannot say, oh, it was was a good... There's a lot of good writings around. There are. There's a lot of good writings around. But they're not Scripture. There's some good Christian books out there even though they are Christian books written by Christian authors with with, with good things, they're not Scripture. Scripture is Scripture. Scripture is God-breathed. It's it's what we can base correction on. And in Colossians chapter 3.16, it says, let the word of Christ richly dwell uh, in you as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom... Is that word wisdom again, and as you sing songs and hymns, spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts towards God, see if we 're skeptical towards scripture, if we are doubting towards scripture, if we have these little thoughts in the back of our mind that's, that shove down our throats, then we cannot let it richly dwell because we 're going to question it. Uh, it's a little phrase you may have heard before. Did God really say? At the beginning of doubt in the Garden of Eden, did God really say that? And so we, we get to this place of living intentionally and all of a sudden we realize, I'm no, I don't think God said that. You see, it doesn't make sense to ask God to lead and guide your life when you ignore the place of guidance, and so I would encourage you, you know, kick up that relationship time with God. It will be reading reading scripture. It will be praying and saying, God, what what do you have in, in in mind for me in this part of my life? And then the next thing is is to let God give you guidance. To let God give you guidance. As he is speaking to you in this, then then begin to 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 check out: Do you really own that land? <laughs> is that really where you're going to build? And then expect God to move. You know, I I'm I'm saying this because sometimes we can have plans, we can have blueprints, um, and But we're not building. We're not acting on it. And so we have to expect God to move because God is a God that is, he's creative. He can't stop himself. He he just does those kinds of things. And so God is going to be moving ahead in our lives. And how is God moving in your life? How is God speaking to you? Where is God directing things in your life? And so, as we are looking at the year and saying, God, there's a year coming. There is something down the line, and not so much that it is New Year's resolutions, but very honestly, it is one of those times that um, we are just kind, of, just kind of geared. Well, it's a new, it's a new thing. God is not opposed to, to new seasons. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Watch it spring forth. God talks about new things all the time. But the point on this all is is that God brings results. That God gives increase in your plans to, to live with victorious intent. You must expect increase. You must expect that there is going... Because the whole promise when Jesus Christ came to earth was and from and, and, the, and, and his government will never cease increasing. It was just a part of it that the increase of his government will go on and on and on. This is just who God is. And if you're going to serve God, you have to expect that increase is going to be taking place. I cannot define increase for you for you it may be one thing for you it may be an increase of leisure time for others it may be an increase of, of time to, to be productive to make things happen an increase of time to, to prosper to let God teach you to prosper prosperity, I can't define prosperity for you it can be prosperity in, in your physical body it can be prosperity in, 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 your, in your mind. It can be prosperity and understanding the scripture. But what I am saying is that increase in prosperity, it is just a part of God. It just happens naturally. You put a seed in the ground and it's going to grow. And so when we live by design instead of default. We can expect that great things are going to happen. Jesus had a plan, this is what I talked about a little earlier. That when I was up in Galilee, and we and, this, and and the scripture was read out that that Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. It's in Luke in chapter nine and verse fifty-one, and this the scripture talks about the fact that jesus had a plan as the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven jesus resolutely set out for jerusalem the word resolutely is it's a good word it defines it king james comes across that he set his face he walked the direction that he was facing doesn't mean. I mean, it's, it's a long walk too. By the way, it's not like you can do that walk in a matter of a, of a few hours or a, or a couple of, of a. You know, I'll walk real fast. I'll get there very quickly. It's a it's a couple of days journey walking, and so he sets his face. There's a a passage in Isaiah that is kind of a it's it's one of those prophetic passages, and he talks about it in Isaiah. Isaiah talks about his what he's called to do, and he says that. He is setting his face like flint. That There's a sharp cutting edge to what he's doing. And Jesus set his face towards this. You know, he says, as as, as the time approached for him to be taken to heaven, he knew what was coming up. He went to Jerusalem. He faced the cross. He faced the scorn. He faced the shame, but but the Bible says that you know for the joy set before him, uh, in in Hebrews it talks about that Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He endured the scorn. He endured the shame. Joy. <laughs> the cross is joy. The being almost beaten to death where his. Where honestly, with the type of beating that he received, his kidneys were probably hanging out his back. Joy. How could he be joyful knowing that he was going to be, be hung on a cross for hours and be ridiculed? It's because he saw beyond Jerusalem. He saw the end results. He saw pardon of our sins he saw forgiveness of our sins he saw opportunity for each one of us whosoever will to to know god and to have a personal relationship to live with god on a personal level before god was removed and now then he says i no longer call you call you servants but now you're my brothers and you're my sisters and he's, he's creating this thing for us because from the beginning of foundation of the earth God had a plan he wants to walk with you in the garden he's always wanted that it's always been his plan and yeah there were some rough times that went on but God had his plan and he worked his plan and Jesus Christ came to earth to fulfill God's plan because God was w- working his plan with victorious intent now is it easy? No, it's not easy. It wasn't easy for Jesus to face the cross. Is it easy to pull off your plan the way that you want to pull it off for the coming year? Um, no, it won't be easy. Is it easy? Uh, <laughs> our scripture last year was prepare your hands for battle. Oh, thanks, God. <laughs> Let's go back to saying you're going to teach to prosper. <laughs> um, you know, prepare. You know, sometime, Sometimes there's a battle that takes place, but you have to look beyond it and for the glory that's going to be coming down the line and so when you make that plan you know this is God's plan of making sure that you're building on the lot that you own and having that plan, that blueprint I do this first you can't put the roof on until you got the foundation poured I'm going to put the roof on first in case it starts raining no you got to build a foundation you got to build a wall you got to build a frame you got to put you got to get everything in the proper there's a time and a season for everything and god's word is going to show you how to do those things and and so i want to encourage you that you don't have to have it all figured out all you have to do is be willing to hear god's voice we know that when jesus went to Jerusalem he understood he told the disciples I'm going to be handed over to to the evil people and I'm going to and this is, and these are some things that's going to happen but it wasn't until he was really in the garden of Gethsemane when he goes oh father oh wow is it possible to get out of this can we do this a different way oh no we can't can we okay 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 Sometimes pulling off God's willing life is going to be hard. It's not always going to be easy. But setting your face like flint, no, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to serve God and this is what is going to happen. And I guarantee that if you make the effort, God will change things in your life. He wants to do that for you. He wants to help you to live that plan of purpose. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to, is to write out your plan. What is your plan for the coming year? What do you want to see happen? What do you need to see happen? If you don't have a plan, somebody else has got a plan for you. And that plan for you is to get your money. <laughs> that plan is, is, is to take you to the cleaners. That, that plan is to, is to not make you be that child of God and so that plan of God I'm going to serve you and I'm going to follow you in this way allow God to move in such a way that when the time comes you're going to be there to say God I'm ready to build a house, I'm ready to to move to the next level God I'm ready to put the frame up now, i got the foundation done now then God I am ready to put the plumbing in, it's time for the wiring to go on it's time for the drywall to go in of having that plan, and at the end of it all, of knowing that you can stand before God, he gets that big smile on his face and he says, Good job. <laughs> good job. Because we do know that we will stand before God, and he does want to say to us, Well done, good and faithful. Well done. But it doesn't happen by default, it happens but you got a plan, and you're living with victorious intent. What can you see for yourself? What can you see for your family? What can you see for your business? What can you see for your ministry in this church? What can you see for this church in the year of 2016? YOU HAVE TO MAKE A PLAN AND WORK IT. I'M GOING TO ASK THE BAND TO COME UP AND ASK THE USHERS TO COME UP. AND AS THEY'RE COMING UP, ON BEHALF OF PASTOR JOSH, I WANT TO SAY THANK YOU GUYS SO MUCH FOR THE YEAR OF 2015. AM I RIGHT, JOSH? YOU KNOW WHAT? IT WAS A a GOOD YEAR. It was a good year. I want to say thanks to, to everyone that has, has served in, in any way in this church in the year of 2015, for the ones that teach Sunday school, the ones that, uh, that uh, teach home groups, women's wow. groups, men's groups, for the ones that, that pick up stuff laying in the parking lot for the ones that work so hard to make the living nativity happen for the ones that that work so hard to 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 keep this church alive and healthy place for the ones that work so hard to to feed the uh, the homeless to feed those that are downtrodden for the ones that every sunday drop a dollar into those five gallon water jugs so we can feed starving kids in africa for the ones of you that uh that do those acts of service. Why? Because God has captured your life, and you just know that I just got to serve God. I get to serve God. It's what I'm made for. And for those of you that on a daily basis, you pray for this church, for those of you that drive by this church, I know some of you do this. I know you do. You can't can't fool me. You can't fool. Some of you drive by this church and you say, put your hand out. God bless my church home. God bless it. Thank you for your prayers. For those of you that, that give out of a, uh, sometimes out of your need. It's, it's hard to give, but you say, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm going to give anyway. Some of you are giving out of an abundance it's there, and you say, God, if it wasn't for you, there wouldn't be in abundance. And so, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a whole bunch back to you right now. For those of you that have learned the, the secret of tithing and keeping that mark of God on your finances, I, 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 just, I just want to, to say, may God bless you. And look at the year to come. Watch what is going to happen. Why? Because you've been faithful to, to, to building a, a house and folks we own this lot (laughs) we don't have to check we own it and I'm using that metaphorically the vision that God has given us we own it and folks may, may, may God bless you oh wow may God bless you I pray that the that the fullness of Christ Richly dwells inside of you. It just bubbles up every place that you go. You're an incredible bunch of people. You're an incredible bunch of people. And you make up this awesome family called Granite Creek Community Church. Granite. Christ is the rock. Creek. Anyone who believes in me from his innermost being is going to flow living water community we're a, we're, a, we're a family we come here to take care of each other in church because Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her so father we, we come before you this, this, this day and this first Sunday of, of the year 2016 to say thank you thank you for your plan that you worked, you didn't live by default, but you had a plan from the foundations of the earth, and you worked your plan, and we are, we are the beneficiaries of your plan. And we're no longer slaves, but we are now brothers and sisters. And we thank you for that. And be blessed this morning. Father, as we give back to you, Father, as we take these finances, this, this symbol of time, and we, we put it in a basket to say, God, this is yours. That time that I was at work, the time I was away from my family, the time that I was making this, this, this money, God, this this is yours. And I thank you for it. Now be blessed this morning, Lord, by the hearts of faithful who know that you've got a plan and, boy, is it good. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.